it's Manashri, and it's Tomi. Welcome to this week's episode of Allow Me to Intersect, a podcast all about having uncomfortable, relatable, and ever-evolving conversations. In today's episode, we talk about internalized fat phobia. So when we think about fat phobia, what comes to mind? It is a little more nuanced than the literal fear of fat people. Today, we discuss how this term has complicated connections to patriarchy, race, class, and food, how its covert and sometimes overt existence impacts lives around us. So join us in this episode of Allow Me to Intersect. How's everyone doing today? Good. good. Feeling good? Just polished off a glass of wine? Nice. I'm here with my hot <laughs> water. Good. <laughs> oh, look at you. <laughs> La di da. <laughs> it is episode four. And we're getting into some serious stuff. So I wanted to put out a trigger warning for this episode because we discussed body hatred, fat phobia, and eating disorders. So um, I hope you um, kind of relate to what we are talking about today because um, it is a very near and dear topic to me. Um, and I'm going to do this in a different way today. Uh, since I'm going to be leading this, I am going to skip the, the background on fat phobia and stuff, which is very unlikely of me because I always love to do like uh, references or like kind of a context before starting something. But I'm going to pose questions to each other and we're kind of like doing a discussion um, and we are going to try and answer. No, no answer is a perfect answer, but this is how we are at with, it, uh, with our journey um, on this topic. So ladies, um, I wanted to ask you starting, I don't know, maybe start with Leah. What do you think about, like, what do you think when you hear the word fat phobia, what comes to mind? Um, it could be through pop culture or media or like something that you've read in a book. So just like first impressions, what, what comes to mind? When I hear the term like fat phobia, like I made a list of things actually that I could refer to, like um, having like a separate section for like plus size clothing is one um, or, and not having enough selection for like, you know, fat people. What else? Um, the idea of like a plus size model is still like just a slightly curvy, you know, woman with like, you know, still like skinny waist, thick thighs and all that. Um, and more recently, um, I don't know if you're aware of like the, the strawberry dress, like debacle. So there's this... Um, I don't know if she was a model at Tess Holiday, wore like a strawberry dress made by this like um, independent designer. And when she wore it, like people like um, put her in the worst dress list or something. And then like when TikTok like exploded and you know, like skinny white girls started wearing this dress, like, oh, like this suddenly became like a huge trend or thing. So like those are just like, with a few things. Oh, and like when you watch in, in, in the media, like how they portray like uh, fat people, like it's either like they're like casted as like the funny best friend or just a token, like just a token, like funny girl or something. 
that's those are like what I think what I think when I hear that term yeah I think for me I mean all of those are, are such good examples of it I feel like fat phobia has so many faces um so for me if I were to sum it up into like one definition of what it actually is um is essentially the dehumanization of fat people through all of these different facets and channels and tactics um but yeah I think that's kind of what it what it comes down to from my understanding mm -hmm. for for me um I feel like it is um the literal like the avoidance of of having this conversation of like um fat fat fatness and health um talking uh, giving unsolicited advice on um, on what what fat is and what fat what it isn't how it affects your health and all of that um i feel like that is just like they are afraid that i'm going to get fat or they are afraid for me to look in a certain way so that kind of makes me feel like you are actually afraid of me getting to this point like literal phobia of becoming a fat person is is sometimes like it's like a majority where i feel like i get my um initial initial impressions from um so we know that it is fat phobia is literally much more than actual fear of fat people but it an actual fear of fat fat people does exist like a lot of people will say that oh but yeah they just don't um i just don't prefer people to be that way like that just is not healthy like that cannot be healthy like i don't know where you get that information from or who are you as a person to say that out loud for <laughs> slash nobody actually cares about other people's health like but all of a sudden we care so much yeah. when it comes to this yeah like if you gain weight um they're suddenly concerned about your health but if yeah. you lose weight uh they're like oh good for you but like yeah. how did you lose that weight like yeah nobody's being like hold up are you okay you just lost 20 pounds in a week they're just like you look amazing i know my uncle and aunts have like my literal um name in uh since the childhood like my nickname was fatso and that's how it has like in india it's very very common to have this kind of um nicknames associated with your physical appearance so someone who is chubby would be called like that or you know people with curly hair like i was just like everything like curly hair and then uh, also fat and like all of that so um yeah so what do you think like have you noticed any of these things happening around with the folks around you if not with you um that you felt like wait wait a minute like it's i know it's normal growing up but like this doesn't feel right mhm mm i mean yeah i think it's something that i mean not every household this was like ingrained in but this was such a huge part of growing up i mean like i grew up dieting i probably did my, i don't i lord knows how old i was when i was on my first diet i grew up in a household of diet um of dieters it was really clear to me that the closer i got to thin the closer i would get to being valued 
that was there was no question about that and it was such a chat like even at a really young age there was no question about that and I wasn't wrong and I think that yeah because of that you know I definitely developed very problematic relationships with food and all this stuff but the thing that was that's so funny is like yeah you grew up with these ideas and then um they get they get confirmed so many times you know they get confirmed in so many ways and the biggest way that i can that like it's the, it's the example i use all the time because i like sure i've had some different bodies you know i've been like smaller and bigger and whatever i've gone back and forth but never a crazy amount i've kind of always like hung out around the same area once like i kind of was like fully grown or whatever but um one day I had this whole, like, I started seeing this, like, specialist, and she was helping me because I had, like, leaky gut, and I got so obsessed with my leaky gut, and, like, <laughs> like, curing my leaky gut. It was an amazing process, but anyway, <laughs> so I went on this whole leaky gut thing, and she, and basically we had to, like, cut out all these foods to, like, repair my gut lining, and then I'd introduce them, so it was this crazy experience where I cut out all these foods, and it was kind of, like, overnight. I lost, like, 20 pounds. It wasn't overnight, obviously. Like, it was over, it was over a few weeks but it just happened all really fast so I wasn't really noticing it and it just kind of all happened and like it was shocking you guys it was it would be like putting on it was like being in a dream and waking up one day and like putting on a different suit I was like people were better to me they were kinder to me they were different towards me like I was praised and validated more as a human being when I lost those 20 pounds than I've ever been in my entire life. I have never been praised for an accomplishment or, and it like, just like being who I am, the way I was praised during that time. It was Mm -hmm. such a revealing um, experience. It, It actually shocked me. Like I knew, I, like, I know how we think mm-hmm. about the world. I know how we feel about fat people. I know all of this stuff. But yeah. to see it played out was one of the most like repulsive experiences to have for myself being like, oh, you guys, you guys love me more, don't you? Like it was really <laughs> obvious. Like people liked me more. It was, it was shocking. It was absolutely shocking because again it happened kind of like overnight too so like it's something like that if it kind of happens gradually people will kind of slowly but it was like it happened over a period of like a couple weeks so that people kind of saw me one day and it was like all of a sudden they're like oh like Tommy's really skinny (laughs) and like I oh my god like it was yeah yeah that must be that like imagine the amount of validation your your internal um self got like oh my god this is what it this is what I need to achieve kind of um like this is what my goal should be if I want to be that loved kind of thing totally really (laughs) sets a standard you're like all right I guess I gotta like hang out at this weight if I want love and validation and acceptance yeah like that what what Tommy said hit close to home (laughs) like I just I felt validation when people praised how small I am or like how skinny I look or like Mm. oh like oh it's good like it's good that you can fit like a size double zero or like an extra small like I used to think that that was a good thing Mm. and little did I know that how much it damaged how I see food before like I would 
uh, work out a lot and then eat less just so I could keep my body because then what like what else am I good for right (laughs) and when people when people make it very clear to you Mm -hmm. that that's the best thing about you Mm -hmm. well then like yeah you better work to keep it because like yeah they're not gonna they're not gonna praise you for anything else except for getting married yeah like like, yeah they're not gonna give a fuck about anything else you do mm -hmm. yeah and and especially when you like grow up back home where you know have like I have darker skin so I already have dark skin like I can't be I can't be fat so yeah, yeah, it messed up my relationship with food for a while. And I sometimes yeah. I still like slip and like just like, oh, I can't eat this. This is bad for me. Like I will gain mm. weight, you know. Yeah, like you both. Like I I don't know, maybe it's a patriarchal thing to like constantly have women on diets. Like mm. oh, this is what this is you need to watch yourself. Like you shouldn't be eating that. But my thing about, like, my relationship with food has developed. Like, I've always been a person who loves eating food. Like, like thoroughly mm-hmm. enjoys cooking and as well as, like, really enjoying, like, sitting down and enjoying food. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, that was a struggle for me. Like, I always felt like I'm denying myself. Like, if I eat something that I really enjoy, like, if I have that happiness... Like, it's, like, simple to ha- to be that happy when you're eating mm-hmm. a cake or mm-hmm. a piece of chocolate or, some, like, an ice cream. Like, uh, for me, as a fat person, to crave for these desserts, everybody would just, like, look at me and smugly, yeah, that sounds about right, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it's not... Um, and then they, it will always be, like, oh, you should, like, you know, you shouldn't be having that much. Whereas... I would know like other people who who were around me who were skinny and like crave for, oh, let's have a piece of cake and stuff. Like they would never get that reaction. Oh, and not only do they not get that reaction, but we think it's adorable. Like remember the like the lead like girl in a rom-com, the thing that we love about her is that she's skinny and white and she like loves to eat because we think that's so cute. So it's like, it's a trait that we like expect women to have and we think it's so adorable when they eat a ton but we're like but like obviously like don't weigh more than like 120 pounds if you're no. eating a ton because then you're just <laughs> have no discipline no i was re-watching gilmore girls and how you know like they're always <laughs> eating junk food and like loads of candy think it's lots so of pizza. cute it is so cute and i'm like this is my dream <laughs> mom and daughter relationship where my mom is not policing the kind of food that i'm eating you know, and so when I was like, when I wa- watched Gilmore Girls initially, it it hit me two ways that, hey, these guys are not getting, having any consequences of what they're eating. And the other one is the relationship that they have shown of how her mom is kind of okay with her eating whatever she wants to which was new for me because I've always been told you should be, this is good for you. This is not good for me. Like, but, but you would also, you would also be te- told that too, as long as you were a skinny girl, like you would been, you've mm-hmm. been told you could eat whatever you want. You know what I mean? Right. Like, but the thing is that it would be, the way they, it was told to me, it was because I was not supposed to be the way I am. 
Whereas for skinny people, it would be told, oh, don't become how Manashree is. If you eat this way, you're going to look like this. So, so for me, it was constantly not being happy with my own self rather than not being able to also, and plus also not being able to enjoy the foods that I like on something that brings me joy. So it was a double whammy because I'm like, I'm not supposed to be happy constantly with how I am. Plus also should be denying myself like whatever uh, there's out there because a, it's not good for me. Um, I don't know what good for me means, um, but I have to accept because again, this whole thing that women are supposed to look in a certain way. Um, in Indian culture, there's, I don't know how it is, but some unsolicited advice from random uncles and aunties coming um, to your house and they're like, they're just casually chatting. They're like, they're mm. not there for, like, maybe they're there for dinner. But you will be getting comments on your physical appearance as if it is their personal uh, like on the priority list mm-hmm. to make sure that Manashri looks a certain way. Mm. Like even vision. when I, yeah, even when I go back and they, they're always like, oh, you're the same. You're like, you haven't changed. But what they really mean is you haven't lost any weight. You still look the way you were. Like my relationship with diet culture was always like, has been kind of restraining and oppressive in terms of me either me doing that to myself because after like growing up uh, like 20 years of being told not to be eating this and that you are doing then you're then free to do that to yourself for the rest of your life yeah because other people are not going to do that for you mm-hmm. so it i see that like i i don't think it should be called diet culture it should be just called patriarchy because you are literally um and it's just, it definitely disproportionately affects women because mm-hmm. men around me are like, oh yeah, you are a growing boy. You should be eating whatever the heck you want to eat. Mm-hmm. And oh yeah, because men, like, you know, like the boys are more active. Like they're uh, like they're at a growing age. They need more food. They need more this and that. Mm-hmm. And women are always like, no, you don't need to eat more. Mm -hmm. but I do think with stuff like this like the term diet culture is so important because patriarchy is such a large umbrella that is responsible for so many things but I feel like it's this parent it's this parent of all of these subcultures you know diet culture rape culture like so I feel like sometimes we do have to just break it up because there's so much that we have to be like direct and specific Mm -hmm. like about like this specific beast that we're talking about um, yeah, but yeah, no, it certainly lives, you know, under mm-hmm. patriarchy wing. Yeah, no, th- what what I meant was it. People don't associate that being as a patriarchal too. Like, um, I know a lot of people will just say, "Oh, yeah," but that happens to everyone. Like, yes, yes, men do go under through body, uh, like body image issues and other things. Uh, it's just that as women we are like it becomes an anchor to who we are like you are supposed to look that way if you're pregnant if you're you're supposed to look this way because otherwise nobody is going to get married to you like i want to lose the weight for this occasion like for some my own wedding like what 
I feel like when we say that it's associated with patriarchy and kind of, you know, even call it another, you're right, it's a wing of patriarchy, like it's a tool, patriarchal tool. But when we constantly talk about both of them connected together, it kind of uh, highlights the disproportionate uh, impact on women in particular and why it was happening because and then I was reading this book called Fearing Black Bodies, uh, Fearing Black Bodies. And it also talks about how it has been going on since forever. Like it was first religion that, you know, when, when you talk about diet culture, it's like restraining ourselves or controlling ourselves, uh, prohibiting ourselves from these sinful foods that are decadent and only to be enjoyed or to be earned uh, in some places and it was very like religious way of like women are supposed to refrain from all these sins and like letting themselves lose uh, control of themselves so this is like it was such a control issue and um, it was also during renaissance period when women and then even then like it was such a progressive uh, atmosphere back then but still women were expected to look in a certain way all the dresses that were designed had tiny waist and big, like, um, um, like what are they called? The big, um, like the full skirt, skirts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then you are expected to just look after, like, not look after yourself, but like just be obsessed with how you look and how you eat and how you carry yourself. But then, and not care about the actual issues. And participate in the political movements. So as long as you're as you're keeping women busy in these things, they are not going to be in positions of power, making important decisions outside. And so I feel like that is why I feel like it it should be um, like more people should talk about the connections between diet culture and patriarchy. And but like mm-hmm. I do agree mm-hmm. that it's one of the many aspects of patriarchy, but it's definitely a control tool. Totally. Um, and I think that like, yeah, when you talk about that book, like Fearing the Black Body and like, just like, once again, like how many intersections are involved in this? Because yeah, like you said, like fat phobia is inherently an anti-Black movement. Like, you yeah. know, over times, like body types and all of those things, like body types haven't actually changed. Um, or if they have, they certainly haven't changed dramatically, but obviously the standard has. And really like, seeing fatness as bad came from it originally being tied to blackness and it being Mm -hmm. used as like this additional like sorting technique essentially to separate like good and civilized people from bad people unworthy of respect and human decency essentially so it's like all of this stuff like yeah you can't talk about one without talking about the other you can't talk about um you know you can't talk about fat phobia without talking about patriarchy and without talking about racism and you know all of these other elements because they all play together and you know absolutely Leah, I wanted to ask you, how does um, diet culture play out like in uh, like Filipina culture, like society? How is um, growing up, did you see uh, like stark examples of women, women being applauded for, um, for being skinny? Um, 
like talking and did you have the same similar uncle and aunts who would just like randomly comment on on your <laughs> my body yes by your body yeah no i feel like you know your relatives just make it a mission to like point out anything that they see in you like and like uh, i don't i don't know how why is it so normal i back in back home to like point out physical features like or like for example like oh like you're starting to have like so much acne or like you're gaining weight or like oh you're you got darker i'm like why like you're why are you pointing out these like insecurities to like young people and you know they carry like i've carried some of it until now so yeah it's it's normal and yeah uh yeah the beauty standards back home is uh westernized you know the no the notion that attractiveness is you have to have fair skin you have to have straight hair you have to be skinny long legs tall but but um full but filipinos aren't like we aren't tall people you know so majority we aren't so majority of like the the role models that you see in, in media back home are like half filipino and mix with another you know european or like american but so so growing up seeing that is um discouraging and just messes mess up messes you up I I know you talked about like being physically in a certain way and told me when we talk about you know black people being shamed for uh eating certain foods and uh being in a certain physical uh like having certain physical characteristics what do you what are your take uh, both of your takes on like this hypersexual sexual uh, hypersexualization of black bodies of like having oh you have you can be black and curvy but you have to be certain way you have to be the cardi b slim thick um mm-hmm. appearance well, I feel, yeah and i feel like first of all anytime that there's hypersexualization or hyper anything it's basically another word for dehumanization so obviously exactly. like i'm just like that is a huge problem but i think like slim thick specifically is so problematic because it's essentially like it's kind of like this false appreciation for the quote unquote black body which mm-hmm. um yeah it's just kind of this fakeness all around and there's nothing fake about being slim thick but i mean the the um celebration of blackness is fake and then the notion that that is the black body is fake as mm-hmm. well so it's just like yeah i don't know the whole thing is just very problematic as far yeah. as like yeah when you combine that with the the hypersex hypersexualization of of blackness and all of that it's just like ugh, so exhausting yeah now um i feel like we're like praising unrealistic body standards like in a way like the only way you can attain this is really like when you mentioned kim kardashian like she has that like slim Uh, body and one of the reasons why she she has that is because she also has the money to and the time and privilege to you know work on herself but as you know 
an uh, impression for impressionable like young men and women like it can be damaging and it can you know they often develop like they eating disorders because of that i want to i want to mention lizzo in this because when i recently watched her david letterman um interview so when she was you know they posted a clip of her like saying that i can don't like don't come after me for my health because i can challenge you financially like i can uh like play you out play you out in music and like these 10 other things and so don't come and come come and come after me for these things like um and then co- in the comments they were like no you're not healthy no you're not healthy like ridiculous like laughing emojis like all of these comments were fat phobic comments then there was this one comment they were saying like do you ever realize how much energy and how much stamina and healthy like um how much stamina and energy it takes to be on stage to sing flawlessly to dance like lizzo does and have that range of voice like if you are a singer i and i have learned having learned classical music for like 5 years i know how much energy it takes from your body to sing continuously and dance so people commenting on lizzo's appearance that she does not conform to any of the hourglass figure or like slim thick or whatever you call it she is healthy healthier than so many skinny women well yeah i mean I that's know. a thing like it's it's never been about their health people people don't like fat people and they hate to see them that have the audacity to love themselves and that again it really challenges what we know about human beings and what it means to be a human that's worthy of love and respect and when we see women who yeah have the audacity to um feel empowered and own their sexuality and feel proud of who they are and proud of their body we are just like excuse you and so like and that's the thing it's like from the beginning it's never been about her health like and if it was nobody would care like you know what i mean people don't actually care they're just like how dare you love yourself when i have not given you the okay <laughs> you know what i mean i never gave you permission to like love your body <laughs> but it's like it's true though we like don't expect like you know i don't know no and be people being comfortable people taking care of their mental health people taking care of their eating disorder issues or many or like hundreds of issues on their own but i don't think you need to be again like when we talked about in the colonization um episode about what success looks like and what growth looks like so if you're working out you need to shed certain certain um, kilos or what working out is a definite like what is definition of working out like do you have to go there go to a gym and pick up weights and stuff like people are not like want to control that as well like they want oh yoga is such a you know it's like it's not going to do anything for you like for you like you need to do like real workouts like you know so is there a definition of what working out means or what health health means and a should anyone like care like who 
<laughs> about that. I think we can have a have an idea of what it means to be healthy. I think it's a balanced thing of, um, you know, physical, mental, spiritual um, wellness that none of us will achieve. But what we can say for sure is that we have no idea what the fuck it looks like. So why are we pretending we do? And it looks different for every person as far as what they actually need to practically do. You know, some people will die if they don't meditate for, you know, three hours a week. Like that could actually kill them. You know what I mean? So like we can't pretend like we know what healthy looks like and what activities you need to be participating in order to be a healthy person. But, you know, we can have an idea of what we all want to achieve as far as like, yeah, I want to, I want my body to feel good. I want to be healthy mentally. I want to be connected to myself and blah, 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 like all of those things. But yeah, it's just like, we have to stop pretending that we know what that looks like for everybody. Yeah, that's that's true. That that's a good that's a really good point. Like we, I don't like we don't really know what healthy is. I don't know what healthy is for myself. Like, and how should how do I know what healthy is for other people? And frankly, frank, frankly, it's none of my business. You know, like, I, uh, I, I just I just don't get it. And also, I think I used to think that being healthy means like your fit i used to follow that hashtag fitspiration but i i realized that it's also damaging to how you look at your body because then oh and like this is what healthy looks like so i have to like push myself to like work out like eat cleanly or like Mm -hmm. i i refer to some food as like bad foods and like it just ruins you overall and Mm -hmm. It like what does it really accomplish? Like having those kind of things or posting those kind of things. Like maybe for some it is empowering, but then there are others that are like, well, you're saying that they're posting that you um you you love your body, but um, physically like you look like you're still skinny. You have like uh, thick thighs and all that. Yeah, but it's unrealistic for some yeah yeah when someone compliments in if it's in front of me um, someone for like losing weight and stuff I feel like they're directly saying that hey Manashri like I don't like the way you look because I definitely appreciate this Mm -hmm. person uh, people who look like this Mm -hmm. person more Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. so but I want to shift the conversation to how we dress um, to look smaller or slimmer because I've always been comfortable in bigger like a size bigger than me because my mom has already told me oh you're gonna get bigger and you'll not like you'll not you'll hate yourself for wearing this so I've always bought slightly bigger clothes as opposed to uh, tight like snug fitting clothes because I just don't feel comfortable in them it's just my preference Um, so when I feel like when I dress that way, I, I'm like assuming wearing like an oversized sweatshirt and like pants. Oh, I don't want to feel big. Oh, that look that makes you look so big. Like you're not you're not actually that big. Like mm-hmm. that's that's the kind of feeling and reactions that I get when I'm wearing, even from my husband. Like oh, you should wear like maybe get a size smaller. Like it g- gives you more shape and stuff. And I'm like. What the, like I don't feel comfortable. Like I'm not gonna wear that. So 
it becomes very like I, I see the hypocrisy through this oversized fit trend that I feel like if I wear it are you going to react the same way and I'm again it's an external validation because mm. you do you you want you want to wear oversized you wear oversized then but unfortunately most of us do care about what other people think about what mm. we wear right so I mean until a point where I'm like no I don't give a fuck about anyone what I'm wearing it's going to be um, like these trends like these are going to like hit home when I feel like well when I do that nobody tells me that's awesome mm-hmm. okay I have a question for you guys so and um, yeah. I'm sure you kind of answered it when you talked about when people are like casually complimenting weight loss so if that's your answer that's cool but is there something that people do that like you know people in your circle do people do around you every day that is um super super fat phobic but you feel like is completely normalized and completely okay and um people would never own the fact that it's a like it's a fat phobic thing to to do because I'm a small person when people say that compliment that oh you can eat a lot and you're not you don't gain weight no like yeah you're and, so lucky you can eat whatever yeah. you want right I'm guilty yeah. of saying that yeah. I always feel jealous <laughs> of people oh oh I've absolutely yeah. said that I've been mm-hmm. like oh my god you're so lucky like well yeah. good for you blessed with good genes <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's a very subtle way of putting it. You know? <laughs> okay. How about yeah. you, Manjri? Um, I feel like there's so many things that I feel I now see being fat phobic yeah. is um calling I feel fat. Oh, yeah. I shouldn't have eaten that. Oh my God, I feel so fat today, and mm-hmm. I'm not feeling good. But no, but dig deeper. Is it because? of something else that you're feeling like are you actually feeling bloated or are you actually feeling something else mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and i absolutely hate when people just after a big dinner and i know holiday season coming up if at all we get the luxury of attending dinners with close family and friends immediately after having a dinner oh my god i feel so fat and i need to work this off and uh, oh my god I feel so bad about doing this no like you you know how spiritually bad that is because I feel like when you eat food you embrace the entirety like the nu- nutrition comes from embracing the entirety of food if you know that you're going to feel bad about eating certain things don't do that like maybe have a little bit of it I mean I feel like it just then the and everybody chimes in then they're like, oh yeah, no, you know, you should be like, we should do more hikes and we should do this. But no, but you just had like an awesome meal. Like just savor that in. Yeah, a big one for me is when people do this thing where they're like, oh my God, like I, um, I'm my own worst critic. Like, I think all my friends are so beautiful, but like, I'll look at these, I'll take it, we'll take a picture and I'll be like, oh my God, like I look fat, but you guys look amazing. Like, trust me, I yeah. would never, that is so frustrating to me. Cause I'm like, here's the thing. You do not love your friends and see your friends humanity any more than you see your own and any more than you love yourself 
trust me. And I'm like, here's the thing. And I, I'm excluding um, body dysmorphia and understanding that's a real like condition that exists separately. Um, But I'm like, people's fear and panic of like gaining 10 pounds or, you know, being Mm -hmm. like, oh shit, like I actually gained a few pounds. And like that, the anxiety that we get from that is obviously this telltale sign that we're operating out of this this space that is assigning a very specific value to weight. And I'm like, mm-hmm. trust me, that is the exact same metric you are using to judge others, including your friends. So when you do this bit where you're like, oh my God, like I gave five pounds and I'm freaking out. And then you're like talking to your fat friend. You're like, oh my God, no, but like, you're beautiful yeah. and you're perfect. What you're really yeah. saying is like, no, that, that works for you, but yeah. But if I looked like you, I'd freak out. Like, that's exactly what your actions are saying. So I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, I don't know why you think you can operate out of this duality where you, like, like, judge half of humanity this way and judge the other half this way. I'm like, no, you have one metric. And that panic you feel when you gain weight tells you everything you need to know about how you feel about your friends and about how you feel about everyone around you. And that is what just like drives me so nuts. I mean, how revealing was quarantine for people being like, oh my God, like people finally COVID-20, what are they calling it? Yeah, whatever. COVID-15 or something. Yeah. And it was just like- I hate that. Yeah. It's, It's time to wrap up for us, but we haven't touched on many different issues that entail fat phobia, and uh, shout out to our friends who are, you know, um, size 20 and plus, like I know a lot of people increasingly now the demographic we know in North America is not just up to size 14. Like clearly we have way many people, way too many people that are excluded from ethical fashion, from um, proper, uh, like, you know, the catered, like almost targeted for being with the way they are. So Hopefully we are able to dabble into the next time, but um, yeah, we, um, with that, I would like to end the episode. Um, Okay. So we can end this meeting and then do the question in like two seconds, another one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Because I didn't want to cut off. Sure. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. Okay. I generated number four. This question is actually perfect for this episode. Okay. If you could only eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? Don't make me do that. <laughs> yeah, it's devastating to think about. But um, I think I would have to go with like a good vegan burger and fries, like Beyond Meat or the Impossible <gasps> Burger. If you guys haven't tried the Impossible, it's so good. It's is like it better Beyond than the Beyond? It is. It Ooh, is. And like, it's just so good. But yeah, so like mm-hmm. a really tasty burger and just like some really nice, like thin, crispy mm-hmm. fries. Okay. Yeah, like they gotta mm-hmm. be thin cut, oh, real wow. crispy. For me, it has to be a really good thigh curry and rice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Because I yeah. can eat rice for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love rice. And Thai curry because it has a perfect combination of like like nice coconut milk like that's mm. like super uh, mm. creamy and fatty but mm-hmm. then it can be made spicy it mm-hmm. also has a little bit of sweetness in it oh, so wow. I love that color that's pretty that's well not, rounded yeah that color palette sorry <laughs> but also the color palette it looks pretty gorgeous yeah, the color palette would also be stunning um mm-hmm. yeah that's that's a strong meal 
That's a good choice. Okay, what about you, Leah? What I'm going to say, wow. Well, I was going to say like a really good fried chicken with like mm. skin. Oof, with crispy what? Skin? Crispy, crispy, yeah, crispy yeah, skin. Yeah, nice, 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 nice. And mashed potatoes with gravy. Oh, okay. I could good eat choice. mashed potatoes with gravy all day, every day. Interesting. But, I mean, even without the chicken, like I'm fine eating mashed potatoes. Fair enough. Like, are That's a good one. Like, are there consequences with what you chose to eat for the rest of your life or like? I know that's what I was thinking about because I was just like, yeah, I mean, listen, I'm not trying to be constipated for the next like 70 yeah. years, but, but let's, pre- <laughs> yeah. let's pretend you're going to feel amazing. Okay. Then, <laughs> like, yeah, it's not going to be a problem. Um, yeah. I'm definitely going to stick with the burger and fries. <laughs> but I am a huge burger person for sure. So I might have to come yeah. over and I- like share your meal. Oh, are we allowed to share? That could be good. Oh, that would be nice. Well, good choices, everyone. Okay, well, I think that does it. It does. Bye. Thanks for listening. Thank you. And subscribe to us. Yeah, and we also wanted people to subscribe to us if they are already Mm -hmm. not subscribed. So we appreciate all the support that you've you've been providing us and, and accommodating our group ups. (laughs) <laughs> yeah thanks for that love you guys thank you bye thank you. bye, bye.